This episode of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone is brought to you by Conti Fitness, the best in online and in-home personal training, and get certified online with Let's Face It Together trademarked facial exercise and rehabilitation program, as well as book your women rock event in a city near you. This episode is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with High Five Health and Fitness online health coaching at highfivehealthandfitness.com. And if you want to create your own platform, visit www.twofitcrazies.com and find out more about how to create your own podcast. Podcasting 101, create your own platform as seen at SCW fitness conventions around the country. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a comment, a review on uh, iTunes or wherever you do uh, listen to your favorite podcasts, twofitcrazies.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how's it going? We're good. We're really good. We're, we're, really we're pumped good. today. Yeah. We're not going to lie. We're pumped. We're coming off a hot episode 87 with Ms. Brittany Cintron, and she was awesome. She was really good. She was really good. Fun episode. Um, so Fun topic. She actually is the founder of Pro Natal Fitness, based in New York, saw a need in the industry, and created something. And that's what we love. You, I mean, you have an idea. She's a recovering, you know, from corporate America and was like, this isn't my place. You know, she's got two kids and really from the ground up developed a program to help women pre and post natal. Again, yeah. pregnant women or just delivered. And, and delivering fitness yeah. and delivering information and delivering, you know, the, the right way to do things. It's, a, it's a, um, you know, it's, a, it's dire straits, right? Guiding yourself through pregnancy. I mean, I, I witnessed it with my wife three times. I'm, I'm about as, 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 you know, as much as I can be an, an expert in it from uh, watching. I did it. Yeah. And I'm still alive. Right. I mean... And, uh, you know, just, you know, we, we talk about this all the time and we've had artists on, we have people that create different fitness programs. We have like, you know, these people that develop these, these things based on needs and what they see. And, uh, she's great. She's created a really, really great program mm -hmm. that, uh, is now helping other trainers, uh, you know, educate other trainers in the, in, you know, just this, how to help pregnant how to work women, with those clientele yeah, and certifying people yeah. and created a business and, you know, it's not only helping, um, the, the pregnant women, uh, but, but helping trainers help the pregnant women, which is amazing. Cause that just, you know, the spread is, is incredible. So please. Definitely check out Pronatal Fitness, and that was Brittany Citron, and that was episode 87. So we got to get right into this because- Now what, Christine? Episode 88. I mean, we're going to hit 100 very soon. Episode 88, 13 years of the making, six degrees of separation. You can't hide from me, Brian. You can't hide from Christine Conti. <laughs> I'll get you. Conti's relentless. I, I am relentless. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm patient, patient, patient. We have the Todd Durkin- on episode 88 today, coming in from San Diego, California. I mean, his story in and of itself and where he started, again, we're at the Jersey Shore, Brick Township High School. He's going to tell his story of, you know, really coming from the ground all the way up. I mean, you want to be right? inspired. Let's do it. Like, you want to be inspired. 
just sit tight. I mean, because it's it is it's gonna get intense. Know, we got some fire. We got a fire breathing dragon on the line today, That's true. and uh, you know he's uh, he, he's he's a, a world renowned trainer. Um, you know he started obviously like Christine said here in the Jersey Shore and Brick, and he ends up he's out in uh, in San Diego, uh, California, where he's you know he's got his gym, Fitness Quest Ten, which is one of the greatest gyms in the world, mm-hmm. uh, not only in the country in the world. I mean it's it's been ranked uh, you know in top tens and all sorts of lists. It's just an amazing facility, and he's working with everybody from. Um, high, you know, NFL players and and major league baseball players and college athletes and high school athletes. So he says, moms and pops coming in, and you kids. know, and just and kids and and everybody through the line. He's got, you know, um, he on and on. He's uh, his story is is tremendous um you know he's a keynote speaker he speaks uh, for um you know big companies and he speaks uh, you know in, in into high schools christine had him they came back at, and he was the keynote at uh, christine's school and uh you know it's just you know we we get these things we talk to people and it's very rare that people do not that people rise to the top without some adversity mm-hmm. right and todd gets into it and he explains it and he explains that, you know, how each and every time, uh, you know, he, he looks back and says, oh, well, that's why that happened. Yeah. And that's why that happened. That's why I got kicked down and punched in the stomach yeah. and this didn't work out. And it, it's really that whole idea of you have two choices in life of how you were going to see things. Do you see this as a punishment and, and you're a failure or do you see it as, OK, this is a gift. This is a lesson. And here's how I am going to rise, you know, be the phoenix Rise from your ashes, you know, and I think we're going to, I think all of you listeners out there today are going to get a great, great story and some great motivation. Um, you know, you can't, there's not enough money in the world. You can't make this stuff up um, of how you feel and, and what happens to you. And he's going to talk about not comparing your insides to other people's outsides. Um, there's a lot of lessons that you're going to sit back today and I hope that you take as much out of this as Brian and I have and, you know, just being connected with Todd in so many different ways. It's kind of, I think, you know, life puts people in front of you for reasons and, um, people have put, you know, themselves in front of Todd, Todd's put themselves in front of others and, you know, life's about relationships and love and passion. And he talks about his faith and, um, I think there's a lot to, uh, maybe you're going to. His, Sit back and reflect about his, after today. His program is is called Impact, and uh, we know with great reason because he's uh, he makes a tremendous amount of impact, and he certainly did on us. And we I feel like we, we uh, you know he's really going to make an impact on you. And uh, we hope you enjoy. This is episode eighty eight of the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast with the one and only Todd Durkin. Enjoy. Christine Conti. I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you doing today? Fantastic. 
Why? We're going to cut to the chase here. We are. We are super pumped to bring you episode 88 of Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast because we have on the phone joining us from San Diego, California, which happens to be a lot warmer than here, <laughs> the Todd Durkin. How are you, Todd? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks so much, Christine. Brian, awesome to be here. I love it. So before we start, Todd, I got to tell you this story very quickly. About, let's see, fall of 2006, I moved to the Jersey Shore. I walk into Brick Township High School, walk into the main office. Principal of the high school, his name is Dennis Philippone. Also, some by the name of Billy Kleisler. They knew that I was teaching, that I was starting this volleyball program. They knew I was fitness and been in the industry for years. First thing they say to me, Christine do you know Todd Durkin? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Not even about anything else. Christine, do you know Todd? And I'm like, I don't. You got to reach out to Todd. He's in California. And they go on and on. And I'm like, okay, I got it. So this is the first time I hear Todd Durkin. For the last how many years I've lived here, I've heard, Christine, do you know Todd Durkin? It must be at least once a month. And I'm like, oh my gosh. and I go, I'm working on it. I'm working on it, guys. I'm working. <laughs> this, you are a living legend in the town of Brick at the Jersey Shore and beyond, obviously. But fast forward two years ago, I walk into the first day of my last day teaching, Todd, before I made the jump full-time fitness and speaker and whatnot. And who's our keynote speaker for our district? I think it happened to be you, Todd. <laughs> it was. It definitely was. <laughs> it, 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 it definitely was. And I, re- I remember that day uh, like it was yesterday. First off, let's clear up. I love my roots. I love going back to Jersey. I love seeing all – uh, my friends that I grew up with, who I played uh, sports with, went to school with. And it's just awesome to always go back to Brick and see um, so many great things happening in that community and what's going on there on, on all levels. But, uh, hey, there's nothing like going back and visiting your roots. And uh, Brick, New Jersey is always going to be in my blood. So cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a hometown here aspect. I know that we're going to get into it and some questions I have, you know, influences of uh, coaches and, uh, and your upbringing and, uh, you know, kind of the roots of it all. Uh, but before we even do all that, um, you know, tell us what you have going on now. I mean, obviously, you've, uh, you've made uh, quite a name for yourself in the industry. Um, you've got your, your, uh, your gym out there and, and uh, you know, everything's going well. What's, uh, what's living like now? Well, I, I, I try to keep I try to keep where my feet are at right now is, is what I do as far as wherever I'm at, all that's going on. I try to stay very present in the moment because I do wear a lot of different hats um, between my gym, Fitness Quest 10. Right now I have all my NFL athletes in. I'm training them, and it's go time for them. My baseball guys just re, you know reported for tra- uh, spring training. But I'm still a coach at heart. I still train. Uh, when my athletes are going, I'm with them, and um, I love that time. Uh, when I'm doing my thing in the trenches. So 10 to 15 hours a week minimally is spent actually coaching them, training them, getting their bodies right, getting their minds right, and doing what I do. I have a team of 42 uh, teammates here at Fitness Quest 10. So you know, part of my role is leadership and leading Fitness Quest 10 and leading my team to uh, create a great culture and, and that we serve over 500 clients a week. And um, I'm always about just how do we deliver an extraordinary 
customer experience. So I think that's, you know, another hat that I wear. I'm doing a lot more speaking these days, uh, motivational keynote speaking, not only in the industry, um, but outside the industry and other um, just other events, conferences, businesses going in and, and keynoting um, at their events. Just even yesterday, I was speaking at a high school with over 500 students um, on that stuff. So between schools and businesses and conferences, there's a lot of a keynote motivational speaking. And uh, yeah, I've always shared, I love to write. I'm, I'm working on a, another book project. And uh, that's, that's exciting because writing moves my soul and I love to write. To me, writing is about legacy. It's like, you know, long after I'm going to be gone someday in about 110 years, um, <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have books and podcasts like this, you guys, of, of that will, will be there. So I'm always about how do I maximize my day and my time like anyone? Um, what I was writing literally this morning was, you know, getting, I, I call it butt glue. How do you get butt glue? Sit your booty down in the chair and get done what you need to get done, not that you want to get done. So sometimes you got to do stuff that's going to require butt glue. And that's literally turning off all distractions and just going deep on what are the projects, what are the things that you most need to get done uh, based on your goals and desires to do. Um, so I think getting that butt glue is a really important aspect to getting stuff done. <laughs> called GSD, get stuff done and butt glue it goes a long way. <laughs> We're hashtag butt glue. Yeah. Todd, <laughs> butt glue. Todd, you love acronyms is what I'm going to throw out here. And I think that that really resonates with a lot of people. I remember when you did the keynote for our district and mm-hmm. you came in, you talked about impact and you talked about all these different things and, and broke down, you know, really how to, I want to say, I know it's cliche, but really how to live your best life. And mm-hmm. you took, you know, your background of, of sports and, you know, all the ups and downs that you've been through and really thrown it at, you know, other people, I, I want to say, and made it really attainable and you move people and it's, it's such a gift. And what I want you to just really briefly touch upon is that you worked your butt off, literally, you talk about buckaloo, but you worked your butt off. It's not like you sat back and were like, Hey, you know what? I want to be, you know, I want to be this type of person and pray for it. You, you know, you really went out there and hustled and we say, you know, you can create the person that you want to be, but you've got to work. So you were someone who obviously you've got roots, you know, at the Jersey Shore. You went off. I mean, I know your story, but for our listeners, give us a rundown of how the heck you got to where you're at right now because you didn't fall on top of this mountain. Yeah. Well, good, good question, Christine. I think a couple of things. Number one, you know, growing up in Brick, New Jersey, uh, which is very much a blue collar town. Um, you know, I was a kid that grew up by the youngest of eight kids. Um, and my mom and dad actually got divorced when I was young. I was just five years old. And, um, you know, being the youngest of, of eight kids and, and parents that were divorced, I was the lunch ticket kid. And I'd go into uh, you know, midstreams elementary and what used to be called Laurelton school within mm-hmm. elementary school. And, and, and even going into um, veterans Memorial middle school and then brick high school, I was a lunch ticket kid. We couldn't afford a lot. And I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed because we didn't have money. And um, you know, when you're, when you're young, you, you want to be cool and you don't want to be different. And um, I remember trying to like, you know, turn my head the other way and slide the lunch ticket to the, to the lunch ladies and make sure no one of my friends saw that. Um, what I realize now is that's part of who I am today. And part of my story is what makes me unique. Um, 
But I believe everyone has a unique story. And I believe everyone has unique gifts. Um, what that instilled in me at a young age growing up with the, you know, I called you know, the lunch ticket kid was it instilled a work ethic in me that to this day, I pride myself on being the hardest worker in the room. Um, I had dreams and visions and aspirations when I was growing up to be a pro football player. That's what I wanted to be. And, you know, going up through brick, as you know, there was a legendary football coach named Warren Wolf. And all I want to do was do well in school and play for coach Wolf. And I knew that was my ticket out. And, um, I did everything. I sacrificed partying and I, I was a focused kid. And, um, I worked my tail off even then. I got a college scholarship to go to William & Mary. Um, and then after college, I went overseas and played football, um, still trying to play in the NFL. And um, in my mid-20s, I blew up my, my back playing football over in France. And it was there at the age of 25 that my dream uh, changed. My, my dream changed of um, wanting to be an NFL football player to realizing now that I needed to create a new dream. And those are some really deep, dark days because, you know, when you live your entire life for something and then life throws you a curveball and you realize that the dream that you had is no longer attainable, like it requires a lot of soul searching and it requires a lot of months, if not years of toil and turmoil of, of uh, just, you know, what's, what's my purpose? What's, what am I supposed to do with my life? And I went down this journey where I lived in 13 different cities over five years trying to uh, determine what was my purpose. And what I realize now, looking back, you know, 20 years later, is that journey of trying to heal my own back pain, three herniated discs, spinal stenosis, degenerative back disease, um, that actually was part of God's plan for me to actually learn what I needed to learn so that when I eventually opened up my own business, which I didn't really have dreams and aspirations to do that. I didn't dream of, you know, opening up a top gym in the world and, and, you know, training all these NFL athletes. I wanted to be that NFL athlete, mm -hmm. but God was just preparing me for someday when you're ready. And, and I, I put this on you that I was prepared with the right tools and skill sets, mentality that he was going to use me um, for my whole background of growing up, you know, in a, in a blue collar town with a work ethic that um, I was going to find a way to overcome whatever adversity I had faced. And um, I, I, I think that was all part of the plan so that when I was just 30 years old and opened up my brick and mortar in San Diego, uh, California, uh, that I was prepared as I could be for, you know, what was the next story of, of, or next chapter of my book or the next chapter of my life. And, um, you know, that, that's how it all kind of unfolded, but I've always prided myself on being a hard worker way back until, you know, when I was a, a kid, uh, growing up through high school, through college. And even now, like even after a certain amount of success, I, I think it's, it's really important that you keep the work ethic and the tenacity and, and the fire that's going to keep you moving forward. And that's purpose driven. That's not ego driven. It's purpose driven, realizing that, Hey, we have a short, finite time on this place called earth and we've got to maximize every single day. And what does that do? It gets back to butt glue again. It gets back to <laughs> rolling up your sleeves and rolling up what we know how to do best and getting after 
it, whether it be in the trenches and changing lives as a trainer or coach, whether that be writing a book, whether that be, um, you know, a Facebook live or a, a podcast like we're doing right now. And you guys, you know, spread the gospel of what you guys are doing so well. And, you know, episode 88, I mean, it's not easy having 88 episodes of a, of a podcast. Um, so that's all part of my DNA. And that all started way back in the roots of, of brick. I, I love it. You know, it's like some guys play the piano and other guys move the piano, right? There's the movers mm-hmm. and the guys that they have to call in to do the lifting. And, and, and you're a piano mover, man. I mean, uh, and, and what you do is you help the, the piano players uh, play the piano through your work with the, with the NFL players and the baseball players and everything. So you long and short 12 city tour or 13 city tour or whatever uh, it is that you said there. And uh, you just happened to, I guess San Diego was the last stop on tour and it was pretty nice. So you just set up shop there. Is that how it worked? <laughs> just like that, Brian. Just like that. Well, you know, listen. Well, oh, the, yeah. The, the, a, Brian, that's actually, it is a good question. It's like, well, how do you get to San Diego from Brick, New Jersey? You can't really pick a further place away. I just figured that um, at the end of all those cities, like San Diego's like, okay, this is the end of the tour. It's, it's pretty nice here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's partly the truth, actually. Um, really, what happened was, um, again, looking back, this is all part of God's plan. But, uh, you know, I was back in Bayhead, New Jersey. My sister, uh, Patty, has a, a day spa back there called Therapeutic Touch. And I was actually rehabbing my back there. And it was, um, it was you know, mid-1990s. I'm rehabbing my back. And I happened to uh, meet this woman who says, hey, my husband has a back injury. And um, he, he uh, is a former athlete, loves sports. Uh, would you be willing to, to work with him and, and talk with him? I said, absolutely. I Let me check my schedule. I had nothing on my schedule because I, I just got back from playing football <laughs> and the injury, and I was living all over the place. Well, part of my plan when, he, when she said, hey, can you come up to One House Street? That's the big, big mansion in Bayhead right on the ocean. I'm like, well, One House Street, wait a second. That's Michael King's place. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael King at that time was producing Oprah Winfrey right. and Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. And I was like, man, this is interesting. So I show up and Michael and I hit it off and I started training him and doing body work because part of that 13 city tour was going to massage therapy school in Atlanta um, because I loved working with my hands. I loved healing. Um, I loved all of the hands on work that I was receiving um, for my back injury. And next thing I know, I'm doing I'm training him. I'm doing body work with him, doing his stretching, nutrition. And I'm like, hey, this is pretty awesome. Um, but I was all set to go to grad school at, at Auburn University. I want to get my master's degree. And Michael said, hey, come out to, to Malibu in Hollywood because, you know, if you want to get into the fitness world, it all starts on the left coast. And, um, you know, I can I can really help you out. Um, I know everyone. I know the producers, the actors, the actresses, and, and they're my next door neighbors. I said, no, that's not my thing. I don't, I don't want to go to Hollywood. I, I'm an East Coast guy. I want to stay over here and, and uh, go to grad school. And I work with them all summer. And, um, the more I worked with them, the more I realized is like, man, this would be pretty interesting, but like, no, nah, I'm going to stick to my commitment. And then Michael said, listen, come out to sit, come out to, come out to Los Angeles. And if you don't like it and you, and you want to go back to grad school, I'll pay for grad school. Done. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, sure. I'm sorry. Sure enough, win, win. I, I know. Next thing I know I'm, I'm living in, uh, in Malibu. I'm living at Sting's beach house. Uh, literally the singer's thing, not the wrestler's thing. Okay. And, uh, and, and I'm training all these people. And, and I, I gotta, I gotta say one thing, like when it comes to athletes, I know all athletes at any level. I, I know athletes, but I don't know 
Hollywood celebrities. I'm not like the biggest, you know, actors, actors, movie producers. Like Rob Reiner was my next door neighbor. I had no idea who Rob Reiner was. (laughs) And and when Tom Hanks came trick or treating to my house, I thought it was a costume, not the real Tom Hanks. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, you know, here I am. But here, here's here's the importance of the story. Uh, so I'm living in Malibu, making great money. I'm just, you know, my late 20s. And uh, deep down inside, I wasn't happy. So all my friends on the outside were like, dude, you're living in Malibu. You're at Sting's Beach House. And this is incredible. And, and uh, deep down, like it was on the outside, it was cool. But like on the inside, God was telling me this isn't where you're supposed to be. This isn't where you're going to end up. And I have another plan for you. Um, and I ended up. Uh, going to grad school at San Diego State. And the truth be told is I just didn't feel like driving back across the country, <laughs> back to New Jersey. So I was like, I'll just go to grad school and hang out for two years in grad school, get my master's degree there. And I told Michael when I did that, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to be moving on, but um, I don't want you to pay for grad school. I want to pay for it because I wanted to make sure that it was my hard work, that I didn't want to take a free ticket. Um, because I was used to that free ticket thing, back, you know, lunch ticket thing. I was like, I want to pay my own way to grad school. I want to work my butt off. And I had four jobs in grad school, moved to San Diego and was doing athletic training, massage therapy, personal training. But the reason why I moved to San Diego, unbeknownst to me, was I met my future wife there on day one. She was the aerobics instructor. I was, <laughs> I was teaching weight training. And, and it was all part of, again, God's plan That's to get me right. to San Diego, meet my future wife. And, um, after two years of grad school, I opened up my, my business, Fitness Quest 10, um, with no money, no clients, and no business plan. And um, that was the beginning of, of my start. Of that uh, was all these cities and all of these, you know, just going deep into my own, my own self and own, like, hey, you know, what's, what's, what's my divine purpose? And there's a lot of years there that were scary and I didn't know where I was going and I was trusting a lot because, Hey, let's face it. When you don't have money coming in and you're putting your, you know, you're maxing out credit cards and loans and everything else, but you have this faith that there's a deeper level of what I'm supposed to be doing. That takes a lot of trust. And that takes like, you know, this, this like, Hey, I'm going to work my tail off. It's the only thing I know how to do. I'm going to be great to people and I'm going to care for people. And I know that, the master plan is going to work out. And in year 2000, when I opened Fitness Quest 10, I didn't know that um, opening it up with no clients and no money was going to eventually lead to um, finding and discovering what truly was my deepest purpose. And uh, over the last 19 years, Fitness Quest 10 has become my sanctuary. Um, even though I'm traveling you know, the world and speaking and training and doing all these things, um, there's nothing like coming back to my sanctuary, realizing that um, this is where the magic happens, and this is this is what I do and why I do it. And uh, it's it's interesting when people don't know my whole story, they just think that like success or working with athletes just happens, but they don't see behind. There was really these years and years and years of kind of like doing soul searching and going deep and living in cities where maybe on the outside seems really cool, but on the inside there's this like um, just this feel like this isn't where you're going to end up and. Uh, you're getting a lot of lessons here about what you're going to use someday. And uh, that's all part of my story. But I believe that everyone has a great story. We just have to have that faith um, to tap into those whispers of, of what uh, what you're supposed to be doing. I think that's what makes you and the most successful people in the world successful. 
I have, and I'm, I'm going to ask you too, I have not met anyone in this world, including I'm talking about myself even, um, that has not been through really tough times where you've really doubted who you are, doubted the choices yeah. you've made in life and said to yourself, you know what? Damn it. Like I, I feel, and I know that I'm doing the right thing, even though people may look at you and say, Hey, you know what? This, that's stupid. Why didn't, why wouldn't you just do this? Or this is easier to do. And you know, you sit there and you, you grind and you're doubted. And again, you know, you're someone who, you know, obviously believes in, you know, you're, you're someone who has faith as well. Um, that I think resonates with a lot of people because even for our listeners, sometimes it's, it could be as simple as, you know, I want to make changes in my life. I want to live longer. I want to just be able to play with my grandkids and it's trusting the journey, trusting that what they're doing today is going to affect tomorrow in a positive Mm. way. How, you know, and again, when you go out, what do you say to people that are having this, you know, this crisis of faith, I guess, um, whether it be, just a decision in their nutrition or their fitness or an athlete that you work with that says, I don't know that this is it. What do you, how do you handle that? Yeah. I believe in never compare your insides to people's outsides because here's what happens for me. I was looking at my friends who were working in on wall street in New York city, living the life in New York city while they're in their twenties. And here I am, you know, a broke football player in Europe with making very little money um, and then gets injured and living in 13 cities and like living on couches and, and that trying to study with gurus and, and learning this. And there was a point where I'd be like looking at my, my friends saying, man, they're making all this money. They're living the life. And here I am like on this, on this journey to figure out like my purpose in life. But for me, when I ultimately got my, my prayer time in and realized that like, Hey, that's not my journey. I'm supposed to stay true to to what my journey is. I think it's important to realize that whatever's going on your inside, don't compare it to people's outsides because what happens in today's day, especially with social media and I love social media. It's really, it's really easy to get caught up in running other people's races, not your own race. You get caught up that, like what they're doing. And the bottom line is that that comparison is the thief of joy. And if you compare yourself all the time to everyone else, you'll never be good enough. You'll never be smart enough. You'll never have enough education or certifications. You'll never be pretty enough. You'll never have enough success or never have enough money because all you're seeing is everyone else's quote, good stuff, but you don't even realize all the other stuff that's going on in people's lives. Cause you're only seeing that. And it starts to rob you of your own happiness and joy. So I'm always like, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. Like you don't know what's going on. So just make sure that you're full, you're filled up on your inside and that's all you have to do. And if you trust that, then I believe then you're ultimately going to live that purpose that you're supposed to do. Are there going to be tough times? A hundred percent. Are there going to be times where you have to overcome obstacles and adversity? No doubt about it. Absolutely. Yes. But if you're walking your walk and staying true to that and you're surrounding yourself with the right people and the right thought process and listen to great messages and you're going deep and you're working your tail off, um, then I believe that's when you find your ultimate happiness. And that's what it's all about. So um, that's what I would say to anyone that is kind of maybe 
um, searching right now. And it doesn't even matter if they're a, a kid, if they're a, an adult, a mom or a dad. Um, you know, parenting has as you beat down um, because it's it's exhausting. I mean, that's the the the, the only other hat I didn't talk about uh, with all the hats I wear is, you know, I've got three kids and I've got to try to be super dad as well. And super husband, like, you know, wearing that that parent hat isn't easy. But I tell my kids the same thing I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with with your listeners today is like it comes down to working on yourself and working on your faith and making sure you get for me what's called prayer time and praying about what you know what is it what's your purpose supposed to be and then having the obedience and the faith to follow what you're supposed to um and then when you do that i believe over time you look back you're like oh that's why i went to europe and played football <laughs> so that i would get hurt oh and and that would put me down this this trail of going to 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 you know, live in 13 cities and learn from all these different mentors. And, oh, I see why now I went to L.A. so I could learn from Dublin, who taught me Rolfing and Structural Integration so that I'd become the sports massage therapist to the Chargers in 2001, 2002. Oh, I see. When I did that, I met LaDainian Tomlinson and Drew Brees. Oh, I see what what happened there. You can't see it when you're going through it because you're in the middle of the forest. But when you actually reflect someday about your whole journey, if you have the audacity and the courage to follow your your gut, um, on that stuff. I believe your gut, when you tap into it, is your spirit um, trying to speak to you. But you have to have that courage to listen to it as well. So this is great. This I'm going to circle back to this now, Todd. Are you ready? So now I told you that the first last day or the first day of my last year teaching, I'm a recovering mm-hmm. investment banker and also a recovering teacher. That's what Brian and I call it <laughs> because this wasn't our first fitness full-time and, you know, and coaching and, um, podcasting and all this stuff was not our first full-time job because back in the day you didn't go into fitness. That wasn't a thing. It was according to my, my mother, God bless her. She's up in New York. Um, Christine, that's a hobby. Christine, fitness is a hobby. You don't do that full-time. You get your job, you get your pension. You Okay. Yeah. So, and, um, it was always my burning desire. Now, one of the things that you do for people, and I tell my listeners to please, you know, check out Todd Durkin and, and check out his, you know, his programs and pick up his books because the thing you do for people is inspire them. And I remember sitting there listening to you speak saying, this is, you're right. This is what I want to do. And I love teaching, Todd. I'm a teacher through and through. I will always be a teacher. But I yep. knew that I could make a bigger impact. Don't laugh. Okay. You know, Um, I knew that I could make a bigger impact if I stepped outside of brick. I knew that I could do it. I'd been, you know, presenting on conferences around the country. And I said to myself, you have been through this and people have doubted you. And yet you're here giving a keynote and I'm sitting here going, you're right. And I know that that wasn't the point of your speech to have anyone quit teaching. <laughs> and then the clouds, but, <laughs> and then the clouds opened up. The sun came through the window. But, but I was taking copious notes, you know, hearing what you're saying and what you're doing. And, and I just said to myself, like, damn it. Like, you're right. You did this. It's affecting me. And I need to, you know, I always say I made a jump. I switched careers. Um, Brian likes to say that I pulled the boat close enough to the dock so that I was able to step off. Um, but through hard work, and I think that's something that really needs to, you know, kind of be put out there to people when you talk and, and you motivate that it is something that you feel and people are going to doubt you. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, why would you leave these safe careers or why would you, 
well, they're not you. Like you said, social media, I think is great as well. But, you know, people say, oh, you're doing this and this and it's so great. And and they forget to see all the hard work and how tired you are sometimes and how much you try and give and give and give. And there's sometimes not so much left to give sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a giver. How, aside from, like you said, a lot of, you know, prayer time and things like that, how do you find that, that time to, with your wife and your three kids and your training and the brick and mortar and the keynotes, what are you doing to stay sane and grounded? <laughs> okay. So a few things, Christine, first off, and I don't want to, I don't want to brush this aside because it's important because what you just shared there before I answer your question is uh, you address something called fear because when you're in a job, whatever that job is for you is teaching and you're, you're, you have a salary, you have benefits and you have this deep, deep whisper saying that you can create more impact doing what you love to do. Your, your quote, passion or even hobby, as your mom would say, um, that's scary. And that involves change and change is scary. And it doesn't matter if that's a career change or someone is overweight and needs to get fitter or their energy is lethargic and they know they need to make some changes on the nutritional side of things and, and they're, they're just their whole being like that involves change and change is one of the most important things that we all can do because change is constant. It constantly is happening, but you either choose change or change chooses you. That's the bottom line. Because if you're not a great teacher, if you're not a great uh, uh, attorney, if you're not a great uh, doctor, uh, whatever it is, sooner or later, you just you dry up and you die. You, you, you just not, you're not great at what you do. And we're not here on this earth to be good. We're here to be great. We're here to be tapping into our gifts and to share them with the world. So that involves fear. And one of my favorite quotes on, on fear is that, you know, you, and, and even change is that you can't change anything on the outside world until you change what's going on on the inside world. Can't change what's going on in your outside world until you change what's going on in your inside world. So what's going on the inside? Maybe it is fear. Maybe it's limited thinking. Maybe it's, it's a lack of belief in yourself. Maybe it's, um, just fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of success. Um, but you've got to tap into that and you've got to run at the fear. You've got to run at that and you've got to attack it. And when you make that change, all of a sudden you're like, okay, I can do this. Does it mean it's going to be all, you know, sunshine and rainbows when, when, when you actually make that no it doesn't but that means you're more aligned with your purpose of what you're supposed to do on that if you listen to too many people you'll be trying to run all of their races and what they want you to do versus what you're supposed to do based on on what your purpose is so to answer your question now about like what do i do to stay on track and how do i stay fired up it comes to whereas most people think you know i'm a giver i'm a giver i'm a giver no doubt i love giving but the only way to give is to make sure that your well is filled up and when I say you're well, I'm talking you're well physically, mentally, and spiritually. The physical side for me is making sure I get my workouts in and, and, and stay dialed into my own routine personally. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm lifting weights. I'm doing my, my cardio. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a world-class care of myself, and I treat myself uh, as good or better than any of my, my professional athletes and world-class uh, pros that I work with. And I'm, I'm dialed into my nutrition. I'm dialed into my training regimen and doing what I need to that I'm listening to podcasts like this right here because that will get your mind right most importantly for me the spiritual side is that I'm getting my my prayer time my journaling time my quiet time and sometimes that's only three to five minutes in the morning but other times it's more than that 
And that's a discipline. And that's, that's a spiritual muscle, just like your physical muscles. Uh, you know, you've got 206 bone and 622 muscles in your body. Your spiritual muscle has to be worked as well. And for me, that allows me to really stay centered and balanced and, and listen to my deepest whispers that, that come from God of saying, hey, here's what I want you to do. And uh, wait a second, you sure, God, like you want me to do that? Like, man, that, that doesn't align with what I want. But I've got to tap into that. So when you say, how do I give? It's staying aligned with what what the calling is having me do, not because, hey, this is going to make money or this is going to give me more fame or success. Like that's all like the ego talking. So that's the constant balance and tug of war that that I have is like, okay, is that ego or is that God? And if it's if it's if if it's purpose driven by God, then then the answer is yes. If it's ego driven because it involves money or fame, you know, fortune, things like that then the answer is probably no because that's coming at it from a wrong angle and ultimately that's not what what I'm here to do. So what I realize is if I'm staying tapped into what I'm supposed to do uh, based on purpose, then it always works out the way it's supposed to. So that's how I give more is, hey, what 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 does God want me to do? And am I being obedient to that? And hey, let, let, me, let me be honest. Like a lot of times what I want to do, when I, what I end up doing is sometimes different because like, I, I don't know, I get – I could, I could do this project right now and probably make a lot of money doing this, but like, that's not what I'm supposed to do. So it's just constantly like, you know, weighing that out. And, and when you talk about like energy and giving and, and that stuff, for me, it's the physical, the mental, the spiritual all coming together. You heard the body, mind, and soul all working together. I think it's sometimes easy to get your hour workout in and feel like you got it done because that helps the, the body and the mental. Um, the spiritual part's the hard part, even for me. It's like getting that time in and being obedient and disciplined with that time as well. I love all this stuff. I mean, everything from the, uh, this is, this is, this is candy, Todd. I mean, from the epiphanies that you spoke of where you figure out where everything was, you know, was done, you know, in order to get you to this point where you're at right now to addressing the fear, to digging deep, to taking time for yourself. It's so, it's all just, you know, 100%. It's, it's perfect. Um, in an imperfect way, I'm sure, uh, for you. Um, but look, We'd be remiss. You drop names like Drew Brees and Ladanian Tomlinson if we didn't touch on this in our fitness podcast here. Um, you know, you've working with some some high end, high high end athletes. Um, you know, training stuff. I'm sure you had some guys that were just at the combine, and and uh, you know, you said you had some baseball players that just left for spring training. How did that all take root? And um, and you know, and and tell us about that and what the training's like for them and what they're like, it's like to work with the pros and 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 things in that avenue. Well, how that all took place was the same DNA that started when I was five years old back in back in Brick, being a hard worker and never taking anything for granted, never taking a single thing for granted and working my tail off um, to be the best coach that I could be. What does that mean? It means I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just caring for these guys like no other that I'm pouring into their sessions, pouring into their lives, leaving them crazy, funny videos, sometimes getting in their head and sometimes getting into their soul, um, dropping them pearls of wisdom and nuggets where it's not just being about being a coach for them, but being a mentor to them. Um, you know, just a few weeks ago, I had my my 12th annual mastermind retreat out here uh, in San Diego. We had 116 coaches and trainers in that. And um, I surprised everyone with having Drew Brees as my guest speaker. I didn't tell anyone that Drew Brees was going to be the speaker. Why? Because I didn't want people showing up because Drew Brees was there. 
I wanted people showing up because they wanted to be there and trusting me that I was going to have a, uh, a whole plan that was going to actually change their lives. And um, one of the things that Drew talked about is how adversity is an opportunity. When you have adversity in your life, it's always an opportunity. And there's a guy, many people, if you don't know Drew, um, you know, you look at a guy that's, you know, one of the, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, um, future Hall of Famer, and you think of, man, like that guy's got it all. Well, you don't realize that he's been through a heck of a lot of adversity too. Um, I've been training Drew now for 17 years, 17 years I've been training him. And uh, you realize that, you know, he's a guy who had his shoulder ripped out of a socket in 2005 and uh, was never supposed to play a, fo- a football game again. And he's become one of the best of all time. Um, just yesterday, I was training all these guys in the weight room. You know, you got a guy like Drew and Darren Sproles, who's been 15 years, Gerald McCoy, 10 years, Golden Tate, uh, you know, 10 years. And, I, and, and I'm like, <laughs> every now and then I stop and I'm thinking, you know what? These are some long-term, long-time NFL veterans. And, like, here they are. They fly out to San Diego, and they're here to train. And they're here for a matter of months so that they can hone their craft and and be the best they can be. Um, Why is that? And to me, it really is about creating that culture and, and caring for them and mentoring them on all aspects of life, knowing that you can get that edge. You can get that edge when you train with the best, when you train with the best. When I say with the best, I'm talking with, with other fire-breathing dragons, other people that are actually like lift you up. Because when you're in a session, let me tell you, when you're in a session with a, with a Drew Brees or a Darren Sproles, like the temperature's going up in that session. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to get heated. So like who wouldn't want to train with the best? Who wouldn't want to who wouldn't want to lift up and be coached um, with people that are going to lift you up? Who wouldn't want to be held accountable on that stuff? Like, you know, that goes back to the Think and Grow Rich book from Napoleon Hill uh, of like, you know, uh, it, it's all about think and grow like the rich and, and, and not rich just money, but rich of mind, rich of spirit on that aspect. Um, so all that happened because of hard work. All of that happened because of, of the daily dedication still to this day that there are nights sometimes where, hey, there's going to be some times where I'm only going to sleep a few hours a day or a night because I got to I gotta get something done. Again, GSD and butt glue go hand in hand. <laughs> um, it, it's just a calling. It's not, uh, you know what, I, I got to get it done. Um, and that's a mentality, and a mentality is developed. You can't say, oh, he's different, she's different, she was born that way. No, that comes from periods of time where you got to hone your craft. You got to get the discipline to do the little things that you don't want to do, but you need to do that discipline is cultivated. It's habit. It's the same thing I'd share with my, my kids, my, my young athletes. I train my high school. They train a pro athlete. I train a grandma, grandpa. It's habit. What you eat, how you think, how you train, who you train with, how you spend your money, how you invest your money, how you invest your time, how you invest your energy. It's all habit. Todd, let's talk about book one versus book two. Let's talk about this. You got a lot of stuff going on. What are you now? We talk about Bucklew working hard. Let's, um, if you could dangle some carrots for our, uh, for our listeners out there around the world that are going to get into this. What are you, what, what's, what are you working on now with book two? So, Actually, I'm working on book three now. Book three. three. What, did I book miss one? one? How book, dare book you, Christine? One. Jeez. Yeah, book Where one. Where have I been? 
Yeah, right now. Well, book one, <laughs> just the difference between them is book one was kind of like what put me on the map from a from a training and coaching standpoint. It's, it's a 10-week. My Impact Body Plan book is my 10-week plan to transform body, minds, and souls. And and that book um, was a men's health, Rodale, um, you know, bestseller. It's launched in 2010 and still in print today it's going great uh, on that so that put me on the map from a from a from a training standpoint but uh two years ago i came out with my wow book and my wow book stemmed from i was on a uh, a business and personal uh retreat over in europe with my family i was i was coaching some conferences over there i took my family with me and my wife said hey todd why don't you take all the stuff that you're writing in the blogs and all this motivation inspiration that you're doing and and kind of um, curated into an inspirational uh, book of 52 short chapters that are, you know, two, three pages long that you can read in just a few minutes that are going to give people action steps to get to where they want to go. And that was the wow book. That was the impetus of the wow book and the wow book word of the week. You have a word, let's say love, let's say character, let's say strength, let's say hard work. And um, they're short stories based on these things that young kids or elite athletes could all use and take action steps to create more wow in their life. So that's purely inspirational, motivational. And um, that's and the, the one book. you talked about at when I when you came back Correct. to Brick. Yes, yep. that's what I was Correct. thinking that's, of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then the book I'm working on now is, is, uh, again, it's, it's early on the process, but this is going to be hopefully a legacy book all about, um, you know, get your body, get your mind and get your soul, right. How to smack fear in the face and dominate your life. Um, this is going to be a book I am pouring my heart and soul into. And, um, I get emotional even talking about it because here's how I live my life. Hey, if I'm going to, if, if, if 2019 is going to be the last year of my life and, and, I, and I die at the end of this year, how do I want to be remembered? And I want to put every single thing in this book that I've got. I want to leave nothing unturned. And um, I want to make sure I say everything that needs to be said. And, and um, I think that audacity, that courage for me, even me, like that's not easy. That's not easy for me to share my faith. Like this is how I feel. And like, listen, there's people that are non-believers and people of different faiths. That's cool. Like I respect everyone. I love everyone. I want people to have faith. But like for me, I'm a believer like, Hey, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be bold. You gotta be, you gotta be, uh, vulnerable. You have to be real. You have to be genuine. You have to be authentic. And this book, this, this next book is going to just be like, this is who I am. And I hope that it changes more lives and all of those other books combined. So I'm pumped, cool. pumped up, yeah. You know, fire breathing dragons. You're, you you got two ha. in the room right now. Smacking fear that's in the more, face. That's more than <laughs> what I've said about the book. I haven't talked. I haven't talked much about the book yet because it's All early right. on. But that's about as much as I've talked about Fair it, enough. and, and I, I just how excited I am about it because so cool. you know when it comes out, you you know as you guys know, like a podcast, you 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 just pour everything into every episode. And for me, every chapter that that I'm writing right now, I'm pouring my heart and soul into. Um, knowing that someone's going to read this and someone's life is going to get changed. And that's what fires me up. Here, here. I quit my job, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not telling them to quit their job. I'm telling them to tap in. Or whatever that, whatever that whisper is, you got to be obedient to it. <laughs> that's so funny. All right. So I know you're, uh, you know, you're always on the move, and I know we've got you for a limited time here. But I, one of the things that I always like to ask, uh, you know, in, in trainers and, and a person like yourself, and even coaches, the coaches that I run into, you know, here, 
in the community. And you had, I mean, obviously you had one of the, the greatest coaches in the history of, of maybe high school football, certainly here in New Jersey. And, and uh, you know, I grew up in Manasquan, not too far down the road, where we had another legendary coach, Vic Cabu, um, who was a protege of uh, your coach, Warren Wolf. And, um, you know, so one of the things that I always think about is, like, who coaches the coaches, right? And who is, you know, somebody in your level, like, you know, I, you know we can look up to a person like yourself or, you know, or, or, you know, come to you as a resource for things. But, you know, in Todd Durkin's world, who, who are the mentors? Who are the, who are the coaches? Who are the people that help you, uh, you know, and, or, or, you know, if they're not now, obviously, I'm sure you're still calling on the wisdom that Coach Wolf instilled on you way back in the day. Um, so what, what are your, um, what's the think tank like there? Uh, well, yes, coach Wolf significantly impacted my life and still does. Um, so I'll be forever indebted to that man because he changed my life. Um, the world's a better place because coach Wolf lived in a period, not just brick football, the world's a better place and how he, he impacted, I'm going to say millions of people, the greatness, uh, and how his coaching tree evolved and co- coaches like coach Kabu. And I mean, the, the laundry list goes on and on of, of the, um, of the number of people that coach Wolf impacted, um, is, is just extraordinary. And, and, and part of the way I live my life now is I, I, I like coach Wolf is that guy that I try to emulate as a coach, uh, his care, his, his love, his passion for the game of life. Here's a guy who used to pick me up and take me to fellowship of Christian athlete meetings. You know, when I was in the middle school, here's a guy who, who cared for me as a coach, as a, as a father-like figure. Um, I mean, coach Wolf, we need more coaches in the world that are, are, uh, are just men, men of God, men, men of, of just, he's just an incredible human being. And uh, we're blessed to have him in, in our lives um, on that. So, uh, in the business world, uh, a guy named Wayne Cotton significantly impacted me, still does. Um, he jokes around how sometimes the mentor becomes the mentor, um, but we have a great relationship now. Um, but he's, I think people come into people's lives at the right time when you need them. And uh, Wayne C- Cotton came into my life in the late 90s when I was about to start my business and had zero clue on how to run a business. How to? I had no idea. When you talk about green is green, I was wet behind the ears and had no idea how to how to uh, run a business, start a business, do anything. And um, he he created that. And now, um, you know, I have I have a lot of different uh, people I reach out to depending on the circumstances. But I am an avid reader. Um, uh, I read at least one book a month. I try to get through one book a week. Um, I'm always reading or listening to books on on tape or on I listen to podcasts, um, and I'm always gleaning that. But most importantly, and here's an important aspect because I believe in the power of mentors. I believe in the power of coaches. And now, as a coach myself in my own mastermind group and coaching, you know, hundreds of fit pros and and entrepreneurs who are seeking high performance. The bottom line is this. I always say you want mentors, you want coaches. The bottom line is you got to seek all the wisdom you can get. But at the end of the day, you got you got to get into an, a, a quiet room, open up your journal, and tap into your spirit and tap into your whispers of taking all this that you, you get in and putting your plan down on paper. You've got to make sure you methodically work through the lessons you've learned from your mentors and what you want, what you desire, and you've got to put a plan in place because it's easy to have – quote mentors and get all these great ideas but then do nothing with it 
because you have to take action for what you want. And actions require a plan. It's like going into a game without a plan. You want a game plan. So you want all these coaches and mentors that you've worked with to give you the wisdom and the insight. But at the end of the day, you have to have a game plan for your business and for your life. And that requires you Let's get back to butt glue. Let's get back to GSD. <laughs> Sitting your booty down and getting your plan put in place. I would never go into anything now without a plan. Now, there's the plan going to change and adapt. Yup, based on what your mentors are telling you, based on what your coaches are telling you. And that's what I love doing now. Part of my, my, my time is spent in coaching and mentoring people. Um, but I think the more time you spend learning and then sitting down and then devising a plan and taking action on that plan, then you're going to get some serious stuff done. Thank you for that, Todd. (laughs) Making changes, you're making huge impacts on this world, and we are extremely grateful that you took some time today out of your busy schedule to sit down with two fit crazies and a microphone because, again, that's that's what it's about. We want to make people... Mm you know, again, conquer their fears, get over what they need to get over or get through and, and live a more quality life. And that's the whole purpose of, of this podcast. And reason being, if you don't have a platform, you create your own. And that's right. You know, we really, we have done that through this and, and you have absolutely done that in your life and, and saw your purpose and, and went for it even in the midst of adversity. So we thank you for being kind of that, that pillar, that, that guidance for so many people. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, number one, how is your knee? Because you had surgery. Oh, knee, knee is great. I got new life. 2019. <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up. I'm feeling great. <laughs> uh, Man, it's the best thing I did in 2018 was uh, getting a bionic knee. So I feel great. Um, I'm, 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 I'm giving these NFL guys a run for their money right now, so i got to keep them on their toes. <laughs> Are awesome. you like Iron Man or what? What's going on? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And the other thing we've got to mention, we've got to give a shout-out to uh, Miss Lindsay Holleran as well. Shout her out. <laughs> Well, Lindsay, Lindsay Holler, and I've known her since she's been a baby, and uh, obviously she's a friend of your guys. And um, the reason I know Lindsay so well is because her grandparents are my godparents. And, um, you know, and I, I call them, you know, Uncle Frank and Aunt Joe, and <laughs> Joe is up in heaven now. But uh, I shout them out because uh, when I was a kid growing up and it wasn't always easy, they were always there. They were always there, and I always felt love from them. And um, you know, as they as they got older and older, they we our relationship just got deeper and deeper. And Uncle Frank is uh, still living. And and uh, I mean, you talk about blue collar, you talk about a man of love. Uh, these are like parents to me in so many ways. That when my parents were getting divorced, they were there. It don't matter if you're five years old, you're 45 years old, you're 85. This world's about love and about impact. And those are two people that are extremely, extremely special in my life. I'm forever grateful for them. So when Lindsay Holleran called me up and said, you need to get on this podcast with Christina and and Brian, I said, all right, I I know Christina and and they got good stuff going on. Lindsay, if you say it, I'm doing it. So uh, it's because of Lindsay that we're here today and it's because of – you know, Aunt Joe and Uncle Frank, that uh, I am the man I am today as well. 
awesome. God, God bless yeah, them all. God bless Seriously. them all. Yeah, <laughs> you need that. You know, you need that. And uh, I can hear it in your voice, man. I know that, uh, you know, like you said, people have made an impact on you. And uh, and I think that you're making an impact on a lot of people and in, 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 with even us right now, just listening to what you have to say. And uh, it's a beautiful thing you're doing, man. And uh, I know you're leading with your heart. And, uh, you know, it can't go wrong with that. So, uh, you know, obviously we just are grateful to have you on. And it's been a fun time. And uh, before we go... Why don't you uh, plug a few things? Tell us what you got going on anywhere where they can reach out to you. A uh, common answer here is Google me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, th- just tell us uh, any programs, anything you got going on, anybody you're working with, shout them out. No, b- best thing is if, if anyone wants uh, just more information, just go to my website, ToddDurkin.com, ToddDurkin.com. Every Monday I do a, a motivational, inspirational video called Mind Right Maniac. Uh, so if you want to hop on that, just go to DoseOfDurkin.com, DoseOfDurkin.com. And, uh, you know, you can get some more more uh, motivation on a, on a weekly basis as well. So uh, there's all the info that you need. Also, if you love social media, I love Instagram. So hop over to Instagram too. The Instagram uh, is I, tremendous, dude. It's like I love it. It's, it's wild. Yeah, it's intense. You were pumping the other day. I was like, oh my god. All right, here we go. And you got your, you got your, uh, your uh, maniac shirt on too. It's uh, it's good stuff. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much for having me today. Todd, awesome. Thank you. It's been 13 years in the making. I, it's you know I'm relentless. So. <laughs> It's uh, it's an amazing thing to uh, to finally get you uh, cornered for a little while. So I super appreciate it, and I can't wait to see you in person very soon. Um, my travels. So uh, yeah, I'll give you a high five as soon as I see you. But thank awesome. you so much. And with that said, my name is Christine Conte. I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are to fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.